Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. It is Event Brew episode. Who cares? There's lots of them. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you've been a longtime listener, welcome even more. Um, I'm joined with my two favorite people in the world. We're just missing Nick Borelli today, who's having a party in his house because that's the only event you're allowed to have now. So we're missing Nick today. It totally seems smart. Uh, Missing Nick today, but I have my good friend Will Curran here. Say hi, Will. Hello, 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 and my even Girlfriend. better friend, fiance. My, my fiance is here. Wait, high as a kite. I, wait, I thought I was going to get to me. I marry you so I can get into Canada to go see Tenant. I know we talked about this. Everybody can. I'm just going to keep marrying. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Canadian polygamy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a vent brew wives. Yeah. So the Association for Canadian Polygamists hit us up. We need sponsors. I'm just kidding. That's not. Yeah. Well, obviously we're kidding. Uh, Too Deep is here. Too Deep, say hello. Hello. I don't like to do intros like the other people, so this I is the way we're going to do this it. This is really good. You should always do them. Yeah, that's like great. It, yeah. Great. Well, as always, before we kick it off, we're going to talk about what we're drinking. What is our brew today? Will, what are you drinking? It's some sort of matcha something something tea, I'm sure. Uh, okay, like, don't make me seem basic. I was almost going to matcha. We were talking about how it has, like, L-thiamine or something like that in it. It's supposed to be Great. really good for energy. But I'm not drinking that. So I'm taking David Rio Chai, and I decided to experiment this time. And I bought a ton of different flavors they offer. Some of them do actually suck, I've learned. But this one doesn't. It's chai, mango chai. Creamy okay. tropical mixture of mango, black tea, and exotic spices. And I like it a lot. It's super good. How do you good. drink so much black tea late in the day? Like, don't you get, like... Isn't there a lot of so, caffeine there? Like you guys always ask me how like I get so much stuff done. Like come on, I'm I just never kidding. ask you. I, I don't. I, I don't never know. Ask you. I'm always you. You never get anything done for me. I don't know what you're talking I, about. You're, <laughs> this is true. This is so true. Um, Happy 420, no, I, by the way. I it's. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, it's it four twenty. I it's thought you were gonna say like I was like I it's eight. I was like, wow, it's only April. It feels like it was just it was oh, August it was a minute ago. Oh fuck! Is it still <laughs> April? No, <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I I don't actually this. I've been doing a really good job. I've only been having like one chai in the morning, and then you know sometimes like a matcha or green tea in the afternoon. But yeah, Great. it's honestly I just love black tea too. Great, so. that was thrilling. Thanks for that, Tui. What you drinking? <laughs> Well, in case you forgot, I'm here in sunny California. I just juiced a bunch of watermelon. So I am drinking organic watermelon juice. What's in it? Just watermelon. I thought for a second you were going to say, in case you forgot I was here, period. I did. I haven't forgotten you're here. I'm 
still here, you guys. I'm still here. Uh, and because I forgot to introduce myself, I am Dustin Wessling. I'm joined today with my dog, Skokie, who is likely going to bark a few times through this. But in these strange, unprecedented times, everybody just has to deal with it. And I am just drinking some crisp, fresh Canadian H2O, as usual. No ultra no, today. Nicola no Ultra, you mean? Not Same yet. Thing? Not yet. No, no, no. Not yet. Um, all right, let's kick this thing off. So um, I'm sure a lot of you have been seeing a lot about the Live Events Coalition online, on your Facebook. Your friends have been doing it. Um, they've been doing some really important activations around the US of A. And yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. So um, I know Tui was involved um, just recently in one of the um, demonstrations or activations or whatever they're called. So I'm going to throw it over to Tui and you're going to tell us a little bit about uh, your involvement and what we need to know. Yeah. So what today is Thursday, August 13th, every, we're recording. And so they did a activation in Los Angeles, downtown at the iconic LA Live Xbox Plaza. So by like the Staples Center, um, you know, all that, all that jazz. It's like the hub of downtown. And my involvement, actually, it was just being president of ILEA LA. And they just reached out and asked to promote. And so we said, yes, we can't, like, do, of course, do a call to action, but we'll get the word out. And then from there, they just asked if I would like to speak. And that was 24 hours prior to speaking. So this was Tuesday. And yeah, it was actually really touching and really moving. I forgot how like like the unity like i haven't been on site with you know av and production and decor and florals and like all of that stuff and since march and so it was really nice to see all of that and i feel like will knows way more information than i do about the live events <laughs> coalition um i could only speak on to just like how the la event went I've been hearing about these live, these activations. Yeah, the no people. What are they called? The empty no event. event. Yeah, empty event rallies are just so cool. Like, I mean, just looking at it, it's definitely. I, I think it's a cool thing in general. I don't know if it's like the right thing to do. I don't know. I don't. I'm probably not like an advocacy advocacy person. I don't understand lobbying. I don't understand like you know like building a humongous movement that's going to change like you know government officials but like what i know a little bit about this is that i remember i when i got invited to it was a facebook group called i think it was called live events aid or something like that at first mm -hmm. um and then it and i remember getting renamed and kind of getting the brand live events coalition um and it started i believe and and i'm I, i'm so sorry for whoever there's someone's gonna watch this that knows way more about this or listen to this and it's gonna make fun of me i or feel like everyone like they say that about all the topics that we cover yeah yeah, yeah. someone out there is definitely gonna know way more than that <laughs> yeah yeah so um but from, from what my kind of understanding is it was started actually by a production uh, uh owner of a production company um and obviously like production companies with huge amounts of rental equipment were like affected really fast i think we've talked about in the past like table rentals linens things like that got hit really hard because they absolutely don't have anywhere to go um and so it, it kind of got started on that so naturally i think I, that's how i got wrapped into it really quickly is that i was a production company so a lot of production company people got added to it and you know this was definitely during the first like i mean just listen to those early episodes of march like when we were talking about all the chaos happening and stuff and like I, my head was down and i was like i gotta survive i gotta do what i can and i wasn't paying a ton of attention to it but what i noticed is that it went from being like uh whatever it was and i got by like 200 person group to now it's at twenty one 
thousand people on Facebook. Um, and if you just search Live Events Coalition on Facebook, they have a national group. And I think they have chapters now, too. They have, like, chapters in different cities. So I'm sure, like, there was an L.A. chapter involved in Tui's thing. There's sounds like there's a San Diego chapter. And, yeah, I mean, like, I, I have an opinion of it, but I'm going to save it because I'd rather talk about the positive, I think, first. Because, you know, like, this was, I think, the first group to get together to put together a video where it had stories of, you know, production companies saying they don't have any events. And, you know, and I remember, I think the founder of it got on the news and a couple of news stories got picked up, uh, at least locally and maybe even regionally or nationally on there, too. But it, it's, it definitely, I think, it had this kind of momentum going in the beginning. But it seems to, I don't know if it's trailed off in some ways, but I love these events that they've been doing. So I want to make sure that they get props for those too. But that's what I've been kind of seeing. Like, uh, Dustin, like what was, like you had kind of seen it a little bit, but what what what, what were you seeing? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I see it from a distance. So I'm watching it from Canada. Um, I did have the opportunity to have a few conversations with the team that was putting this together kind of at the beginning of, uh, of COVID and, um, yeah, so I've got a, I've got a couple little things, um, just off of their website here. So the live events coalition was formed by industry leaders who, um, rallied around a change.org petition launched on March 19th of 2020. So this is obviously very early days. Um, so the petition was launched by Isaac Rothwell, um, immediately following the halt of all live events due to the evolving national public health emergency and worldwide pandemic caused by COVID-19. Um, so out of this, um, they put this coalition together um, from 600 members in one day to 4,000 members the next. Um, and then in just under 10 days, they had 17,000 members. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're doing great work. They've got more than 20 local chapter groups that have been established. Um, they're doing some great work. What's interesting to me, I totally forgot about the petition because I signed that petition too. I remember I was like, I yeah, remember let's it sign too, it. Yeah. I think I think I shared it too. And I was like, yeah, like everyone should sign this. Um, and I think that petition got even more because it's got like 21,000 members. But I think it was like, I remember looking at that every once in a while. I was like, holy crap. Because I also use that kind of as a barometer to show how affected the events industry was. The more signatures I was getting, I was like, more like, I was like, wow, a lot of people are getting affected by this too. But um, I don't know, like, I guess it like how when's the last time you guys saw like a change.org petition like go through I guess in some ways like I, I don't know I, again like I don't pay attention don't to they stuff. Have to. Uh, so okay so here's what's interesting too you guys have like a petition system where you can petition the canadian government and they have Correct. to do something right can you yeah. explain that i don't think we we do not have Oof. that I, I don't think i can give it justice but i do know that um that you have to you have to get a certain number of signatures to get something to the floor of something so yes there is a you know it's not you know government officials have to address sign petitions up to a certain amount and that differs from city provincial and federal i wouldn't give it any justice by trying to um explain it so the the original petition on change.org has 475,781 signatures on it that is amazing almost half a million signatures and what the what the change.org um petition is it's for a federal aid aid package for the live events industry um so if you haven't seen it you should check it out and we'll make sure that we put the link to the um to the petition so i think talking about why why this is important i think there's a couple of things we can point out you know we're our industry clearly didn't have anywhere to go 
and that's why this was created and i think that that it's a good thing that this is here it's a good thing that um that they've created a place for the event industry to come together and have a voice um i think that you know a lot of our our associations and other other organizations that were to represent us were not set up to represent us in this type of a crisis we're not set up to lobby we're not set up to um to really go after the government and press for the resources we need and that's what what these guys have done and they've they've put together a program that that allows the voices to be collected and heard um, outside of a typical um, association world. And that is always a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Didn't we do an episode? (laughs) I know we've done so many episodes. Didn't we do an episode where we talked about how our industry doesn't really like have any sort of like lot like we don't have really a voice. An umbrella. Yeah, because we did an episode like like, does the events industry even exist, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're right. This kind of showed in a lot of ways that like, you know, the point of us a lot of associations is to build like that up in a lot of ways. And I'm and I'm not doubting the value of associations during all this, by the way, like I've seen some incredible support from associations. But I think it showed that there wasn't really we didn't have like yeah, a lobbying arm to be able mm-hmm. to like when this happened. You know, why? Why didn't day two? Did we start hearing about like, oh, yeah, airlines getting, you know, funding and things like that like not only are they huge but like they had a probably a strong collective voice that was directly piped into the right ears right mm-hmm. on it and yeah and i think and i think to that to that will there's some industries that are that are already prepared for this right there's industries that have been through a crisis like this before and you know one of the one of the reasons that i think that that we were so caught off guard is we've never really been faced with this whereas you know airlines go through all sorts of crises all the time right they go through through um, you know, think of 9-11 and what the airlines went through. That was such a long restart for them. They have constant problems with finance and fuel price and, and unions, and they're used to dealing with this sort of crisis. So they've got a team to do it. And I think that, you know, where where we found ourselves was we found ourselves in this crisis with no no strong voice at the table because this isn't something we've ever had to deal with before. And it's really easy from you know, from the armchairs of our, our businesses within this to say, who's fighting for us? Why isn't this? Why isn't that? And it's like, well, you know, moving forward, we're probably going to have a bigger voice. We probably are going to find a way to um, to collect ourselves. We're going to find a way to have a bigger voice, but that just hasn't been needed or it's been needed and we've just neglected it. Every single one of us have neglected it. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think, you know, we're nowhere near the end of this crisis and there's a lot to be learned, but I do think that, that, that this sort of collective of all of these people coming together and supporting a common cause is a great thing for us, not just through this pandemic, but to fight for our industry moving forward. And the next time something hits us, hopefully it will be nowhere nearly as bad as this. We're going to know how to act. We're going to know how to protect our businesses. We're going to know how to ask the government for assistance. We're going to know how to do this better. I mean, we're going to have one big voice, which is TUI. We have TUI as the voice of the industry. It's true. Well, we are hashtag one voice. And I agree with everything that's been saying. I think also our industry is pretty young, right? It came basically totally. from... As a professional th- industry, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? We were like secretaries, uh, you know, this and that. Or we were like transportation dispatchers, that kind of stuff. And so I don't think we're thinking big pictures like how other industries are. And this is giving us that that voice. And also just on the design aspect, it is so cool seeing all these photos. I actually just got the uh, official email with all the official, you know, like content and it's bomb. So I like can't <laughs> wait to look at that after. But 
seriously, it's, I think we need something like this. I think it's always a good thing for all of us to rally together. And I ended up talking to the person that, I guess it would be the California Events Coalition, which is in like that, I guess, like the California chapter. And I just asked, I was like, you you guys came out of nowhere. Like, you know, like, how did you guys even form? And he he was like, yeah, it was just honestly two people that said, wow, we like, what are we going to do with the pandemic? And they took action. And I was like, damn, you know, I I wish I like thought about that. Like, I want to actually be a part of this this group and to really see because it's it's bringing people together and that's what events you know creating memories is all about Hmm. so we create these memories we we go out and do this is it going to change anything do you think we're gonna do you think that that we're gonna be in a better event world because of this i think so I know. And I, I'm, I'm asking. Well. I'm asking my American friends that because I think that <laughs> I think that you know, and 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 I and I will say on behalf of all of my my Canadian colleagues, like we're we're in trouble. We're in trouble too, and it's not you know this is a this really is a global problem. Um, we've got a long way to go, and I you know we're as a business owner in Canada, I have no idea what is next. I have no clue how we're going to continue to weather this through the long term. Um, yeah, but we're very grateful to live in a country where we definitely have more. We definitely have more support, and there's no, you know, there's no question whether that support is there. And I think you know one of the scary things in the U.S. is that, is that you know your the support that you're getting as a as a employee or as a business seems like it's always up for debate and it's so political and it's mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't know if you're going to have you know paycheck paycheck protection tomorrow and that 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 is that is some scary shit. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of my opinions of this uh, stem back to our, like, no one's coming to save you episode. So if you want to really get base for, like, Will's opinion or all of our opinions on this, too, like, go check that out, episode out. I, I don't even, like, who knows? I could have totally said something totally different. But, like, I think one of the things that you said is, like, a lot of people are waiting on other people for for the, the hope, right? Like, I'm looking through kind of some of these group posts, and people are angry because they're like, oh, the Senate's going on break until, you know, Labor Day. That's like September. That's a half a month away or so. And it's like, I also just worry, like, guys, like if you're really like if you were sitting at watching the news and just like hoping something comes and gets you like that scares me a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And while I think this is going to make us stronger than the fact that we're going to have a collective voice and everything like that, I also just worry that, too, that it also is like um, it's not it's like. The, almost like the opposite of a safety net. Like a safety net's actually there to catch you if something goes wrong. This feels right. like a false safety net in some ways for some people that they're like they're waiting on in some ways. Um, at least that's what I feel like is happening mm-hmm. when I see a lot of this uh, on here. Mm-hmm. But um, to the respect, because I I, I like want to make sure that I'm not just like dogging on this. I I got to give some shout outs to Isaac uh, Rothwell because I'm reading some of his posts and he's he's doing such a good job because this this group could totally become the like f the government kind of group. They're not helping us, but you know he he's like, look, our point of this group is for us to support each other and try to help each other. And I remember that in the early days of looking at the group, there was a lot of people saying. I don't know if I'm afford my mortgage and people were like, call your mortgage company. They'll give you a break. You should do mm-hmm. this. You should do this. And, you know, I actually think that part of this group also inspired me to create our Slack group that we made. That's nowhere near oh, yeah. 21,000 members. But like, I was like, yeah, like 
I like Facebook's cool, but I like Slack a little bit better. <laughs> we'll use Slack to just kind of bring some bring people together and help each other. But um, you know, yeah, definitely. Like I love the like, hey, let's not make this political. We're about helping each other. Um, you know, let's try to drive awareness more than anything. Yeah, it's becoming that community. Um, it's it's crazy though, because my point of view when you are like, oh, take action. I actually think the people in these le leadership positions within the coalition are you taking action are you saying like taking action in a different way like i think the people in the group not necessarily the group leaders i think that like a lot of them are doing the right things right they're the ones organizing these on events i feel bad for the person who's like oh i you know and we talked about this so i'll say it um <laughs> is like the the campaign of this like well you miss parties well we miss our paychecks like mm -hmm. like i feel like this like pity me pity me pity me is not the way that we're gonna ultimately push through this it needs to be shit this sucks like we gotta work together how can we help each other how can we push the government but oh my gosh no pity like because like it's it's kind of funny like one what do you hop on zoom calls where you're catching up with your friends and then the first thing you do is say is like yeah look at me like i you know like i lost my job and everything like that that person's gonna look at you and be like yeah, me too, dude. Like, no one starts any conversations like that because everybody's feel not everybody, but a lot of people feel in the same boat. And I know that's my controversial opinion of event brew. And oh, please, I love God, it. Don't send me hate mail, people. I love you all. <laughs> you can contact Will at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll post the here's email address personal, stick until the end of the episode. Here's his personal cell phone number for you all. <laughs> dang it, dang it. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, I don't want people to feel. I don't want them to feel that they have to be like pity, pity, pity. Instead, they have to see it and be like, yes, this sucks. How can we work together to work through this, to evolve, to change? Um, and I, that's also coming from a guy who is, you know, I'm not, I'm not like I've, you guys have been hit way harder on this than I have in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I guess we all have, but the, the thing I think that it sucks is like, I come in here and be like, yeah, you have to evolve, you have to change. And I'm like, you know, I, I know that that's easy for me to say when, you know, I'm not having to worry about rent tomorrow or mm -hmm. whatever it has to be. Mm -hmm. So, well, um, I think it just it just goes back to all these lessons that have been learned, right? It's, you know, I think there's there's a lot of businesses out there that, you know, or, or individuals that weren't prepared for this, and I think it goes back to when have we ever had to deal with something of this magnitude before? And um, and yeah, I know I I agree. There's a there's a certain amount of personal accountability that needs to be in place here. But I think there's also the very important point that we didn't do anything wrong here. We didn't, we didn't fuck up. We did not, you know, a stage didn't collapse yeah. on our watch. It didn't, you know, we're not, we're not all sitting here with empty calendars because we didn't run a professional business or we didn't, you know, operate ourselves with strong ethics. We were shut down. We were shut down by governments who in a lot of, in, in a lot of cases, this could be controversial, but in a lot of cases, we're not prepared for this. And those are the people that are supposed to be prepared for this. And they hard shut us down. They annihilated our industry overnight. And I think that it is fair to look to them and say, you closed us. We didn't do anything wrong here. We were, we were, we were trucking along, doing our thing, building our businesses, fulfilling our dreams. And you told us we couldn't work. So I do think that there is some responsibility for the governments to take care of those businesses that have been told they cannot work, that it was outlawed. It was not legal for you to work. And still in so many states, so many countries, you're still in a position where the restrictions are making it impossible for you to make a living. And the long the, the, the damage over the long haul is is going to be catastrophic. So, so yes, we should be we should be looking to the persons or the persons responsible for this and saying we need your help. 
And that's what I hope this coalition is about. And, and you know, from everything I've read, that is what they're about. Yeah. Mike Trump. <laughs> that yeah, that's was so a great good. <laughs> yes. Dustin coming in from Canada. Man, you Canadians speak so well. Oh, <laughs> Elegantly. <laughs> you articulate. Except for when you say about. But a boot? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a boot? it's tough, though. Like, you know, it, it's, it is tough because there is. There being is, Canadian. There, it's not tough being Canadian. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough being an American. I can tell tough. you that. <laughs> it is not tough being a Canadian. Um, you know, it's hard because you do want to take personal responsibility for this. And I'm, I, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm the last person in the world to go and, and ask somebody else to so, ask somebody or, or anybody to support me. You know, I, you know, I've, I'm, this is this has been a really really challenging time when it comes to how much of this do you take on yourself how much responsibility do you have towards this and where you know how how are you going to get through this it's tough uh, you know what's been interesting to me um i got a question for you guys and like i don't know if you guys have started to notice this but like in the beginning of a lot of this i heard a lot of like yeah like i'm waiting okay i'll see what happens that mm -hmm. sort of thing and like a little bit of hope but then like i've been hearing recently and i don't know if it's because like i've been talking to more random event professionals and things like that but i've been hearing a lot of like i wasn't sure if i was going to still be in this industry anymore like mm -hmm. when i talked to them and they got they got you know a, an opportunity or whatever it may have been that they end up getting and you know i feel like i'm hearing a lot more too now getting into august a little bit la less hope mm -hmm. and a little bit more like okay like i'm exiting the industry or i'm you know well how many of you how many of you heard that you know it's going to be a rough summer and then we're all going to be back to work bigger and better than ever in the fall. How many of you heard that? I, I heard so many people say that and I thought, what, what the fuck changes in the fall? Right. And it's like, you know, not to sound like, you know, not, not to be, you know, dusty downer, but, but even people that are like, that are like, it's all good. It's all good. 2021. It'll be okay. For who, for what, like what changes in 2021, except for the fact that we're in the middle of flu season and dead of winter. Like, like this, we got a long ways to go. We have a long way to go. And I think that, that, that people need to be prepared for this to continue because we're not, we're nowhere, we're nowhere near the end. We're nowhere near the end. It doesn't matter what, what they say about vaccines. It, you know, you still need to get them into the arms of a lot of people. And, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been reading and reading a lot about what the the vaccine process is going to look like what needs to happen before we're actually vaccinated we've been reading a lot about how the 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 virus will continue to change and like we're 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 in this for the long haul this is not you know this is not something that it's like oh let's get through 2020 you know fuck 2020 it's like <laughs> no fuck 2020 through 23 like this yeah this is going to be rough. And I think there was a lot of false hope and a lot of optimism. You know, I get, I have a few people around me that are very optimistic about the future and they're like, Oh, but you know this, and we can do little events for 50 people. And I'm like, big fucking deal. Like what, who is that going to feed? And I, I, I'm, I'm not being cynical when I say that, that we're not, we're nowhere near the end of this, nowhere near no, the end for of this. Sure. I'm being realistic. When I look at my own business, I'm not saying, oh, if we can just last through 2020, I'm saying, how the hell are we going to last through the next three years of this crisis? Because it is going to be rough for a long, long time. My only job 
currently is the event brew and will pays me very well to do this thank god <laughs> very much very much i heard so you got a promotion money. too congrats yeah i did yeah, that's he, why I, I showed up two days uh, two times in a row that's to get you a promotion <laughs> on the event brew <laughs> he gets to do the intro and uh we promote you to chief janitor um i, I want to say one random off thing and then uh to, to i know you want to jump in uh too uh if you guys I don't, have we ever talked about the movie contagion ever yeah, on here i don't remember we did okay yeah. well i think that that movie is a great example of how far ahead we have like right like that was all going on and i think like the hey figuring out what was happening that's obviously a much more intense virus but the um the thing that i think that it it, like i love this and i I used to not say i love i used to think it was terrifying but now i love it because i think it's educational is that you know they get the vaccine and everyone's like yes and then they're like they fast forward like a year later people are just the 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 main characters are just getting the vaccine Mm -hmm. and i think that that's very highly educational for like yeah like guys like you have to recognize that like this is gonna take some time, right? Like the everyone thinks that the iPhone that gets announced this year was designed this year. No, that mm-hmm. iPhone was designed four years ago, and they just are constantly, you know, iterating right. towards it. So, sorry, that was like not at all relevant in any sort of way. But no, too, it, yeah, is. Yeah, it totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, go ahead. I was trying to be really present and focus on what you had to say, and I forgot half the things I was going to say. But <laughs> I thought I was so afraid that was going to happen. <laughs> one of the things I remembered is I'm really into Brene Brown right now and all of her books, and one of them is The Power of Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how, in the, um, she you knows she's talking to her therapist, and she's saying like how she's in this pasture and she can't get out, something along those lines, and. Um, basically the, the therapist helped her by saying, well, you're trying to fix the pasture. Why don't you just get out of the pasture versus like, you know, trying to solve, be in the problem at all times. And that was like really, I, um, awakening for her. And basically I'm going to help save the industry. I'm one of the optimistic ones. I'm trying to figure out like how it can be, you know, like that dis- disruptor. And if anything, awareness is a big thing. Um, and the fact that, Everyone's getting educated. We have to rethink the way we do business. And I've seen so many. I've been in a bunch of, of those webinars where, you know, everyone as a collective, you know, like unit is just trying to go forward, at, like at all. And they are pivoting. They are going and, and taking actions. And one of the things that I did in my speech, which I'll read, is... As one of the first industries to be shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic and likely one of the last to return, we need your help. The live events industry, which contributes nearly $1 trillion to the U.S. economy, needs support now more than ever. For us to send out this SOS, for us strong-minded, hard-headed problem solvers to advocate for federal support as our number one solution during this time of uncertainty means this is serious. We urge you to listen to our struggles and take on the necessary actions alongside us. And so talking to the media, making sure, you know, like I feel like our industry has just always been the underdog and, you know, we are fairly new and this and that, that we don't know how to really rally. And these are just the small steps forward it's not going to get solved overnight. I, I agree with that. You know, it's going to be a while. But as we're doing that, as we're learning and educating and, and adapting, evolving, it's going to be that. I, I'm saying all these like kitschy, the new norm or whatever. I like, I, uh, I'm like that, that person now. All the words I don't like, <laughs> I just said. But it's true. Yeah. And I think that overall, doesn't take away. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin um, Downer. <laughs> Dust, That's my Dust, new favorite. Dustin Dusty Downer. Downer. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I, are we starting to wrap up? Because I was about to bring up a totally like a is it Pokemon? I just we got a few more minutes. Yeah, I got Pokemon. Uh, so. Um, this might open up a quick can of worms on here. So we were talking about the 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 the, the change.org um, petition, right? And we we're like, holy crap, five hundred thousand people. That's so. That's half a million people. We we're like, wow. And I was like, oh yeah. I'm, I like wonder where that ranks in terms of all the change.org petitions that are going on, right? And um, I thought I'd share with you guys some of the ones that are that I see also see on change.org. So one of them is tell CVS to donate, not dump. So basically telling CVS like don't throw away stuff instead like you know donate or whatever it is 440,000 signatures um stop the the sale of guns at walmart stores like 200,000 signatures that's it and i, I think feel like more for that one well probably more yeah but then you know i can get into some of these other crazy ones too like we demand all u.s states immediately provide free functional coronavirus kits half a million people right uh two thousand dollars a month for every american for the people 2 million signatures. Hazard pay for USPS people, 900,000 people. Um, justice for, and this is me going to like slaughter, um, uh, Ahmed Aubrey, uh, and he's got 4 million signatures. Um, make Juneteenth a national holiday, 1.4 million signatures. Justice for Breonna Taylor, 10 million signatures. So it's it's very interesting that we like, we in the, as the industry, we go like, wow, that's like a lot. But I think that it also it is, puts back but, into the context. No, but so. it is, but it is a lot. Well, show me, show me an instance where a half a million anything was was put out there for the events industry. Show me when the events industry showed up in that kind of volume to have their voice heard. Show me a gathering of any sorts where we got more than more than a thousand people that represent our industry around the world in one place. Like that is a significant number for our industry. Yes. That's true. Asshole. Okay, I'll give I'll give it I'll give you that one. That that in context of our industry, is it great. is definitely That's there. Huge. But That's huge. But it, but in context of these other issues that people think are bigger, that more people are willing to get behind, it's small, right? No. So Will's cell phone number, by the way, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> is... I, I'm, I'm just saying, though, like, we, like, I think you're right. It's the biggest thing the events industry has ever done to, like, get us behind and together. But I feel like, you know, when it comes to it, like, 20 million... Like signatures for justice for George Floyd, right? Like I'm, that's so many. How many people are even in the United States? Like that's uh, so many people, right? Three hundred and eighty million. Okay, true. But then five hundred thousand out of those three hundred eight, which that was also a global. I don't know. I I'm I, I'm totally a bad person right now. But I mm-hmm. I'm just saying like while we do He's have cry that is a, with his cats tonight, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> while this is a big initial movement to do it, I think it just also shows guys like. We also have to recognize that there's still so far to go. And like you said, there for something we are not prepared for, like we cannot sit here and be like, like, woo, 500,000, we should have gotten it. Like that should have been enough. Like, no, like we need to get up in the a million, two million, three million. Like, and I think that the, the staging of the unevents is a, a big idea. I don't know if it's going to work with like pitying people being like, we miss our jobs, you know, sort of thing. But when people go like, oh, yeah, I used to go to 20, 30, 40 events a year. Like right. what does that look like now with now right. those don't exist? Well, and I think and I think what 
you know, everybody going home and feeling sorry for themselves or feeling sorry for the event prof in their life is not going to change anything. And what needs to happen and what is what I believe will happen through this coalition and the and the, the activations that they're doing is they need to educate people that you have to use your voice. And it's not liking the Facebook page. It's not you have to you have to write letters. You have to call your your representative. You have to have to have to you have to keep doing that because that's how you get noticed. And the change.org petition is only it's it's one tiny little step in what needs to happen and everyone that is in this industry if you don't know who you're i i'm gonna botch this because i'm not american i'm assuming you talk to your congressperson or you've got some sort of a like a state representative no not at all no yeah i'm just kidding i'm, oh. I'm shaking my head i'm shaking my head no while he's saying all the right things just to produce self-doubt and dust <laughs> And you got to figure out. We talk out. to you our gotta, prime minister over here. Yeah, prime minister. <laughs> you got to figure out who's in your, you know, who is it that you have to talk to. Make sure that you're putting your voice in the right space, and you know, create letter writing campaigns. And you have to flood these people to get their attention. And that's where I think that all these activations are are a great idea because they're not, they're not. I don't actually think they're raising awareness outside of our industry. I think they're raising awareness within our industry, and that that's the first step in in coming together is is getting everybody aligned getting everybody saying the same things educating everybody with the same information so that you can within your local community start to push the people of power to get the support that we all need wow nick what are you drinking <laughs> nick. where are you nick nick i need your help <laughs> Oh. Anyways, friends, this is a super heavy topic. It's, um, you know, there's, you know, we're we're definitely watching things like the Event Coalition, and we're we're wishing them all the best, and definitely, um, and all of our friends and colleagues out there, we're we're we still got a long way to go. Don't let any of this get you down. There's, um, you know, I think, and I think to Will's point, there's a, there's lots of great opportunities that are coming out of this, and not everybody is hurting as bad as everybody else, and and there's there's some that are really figuring their way through this, and that opportunity doesn't exist for everybody. So if you're not figuring your way out through this, don't beat yourself up over it. It's you know we're not all in a position where there's this clear road ahead. Um, keep fighting, keep swimming. Um, I would say for sure if you're if you're waiting for things to change tomorrow or September, October or early 2021, sit down, make a plan, figure out what what you can do to bridge the gap because we got we got a long way to go. But I think if anything, that petition and what's happening with groups like the Live Event Coalition, it shows that you really are not in this alone. And there's a lot of people out there that are that are fighting alongside you. And um, let's put our voice together and make a statement. Cool. Preach. Preach. Yeah. Let's wrap this baby up. It's amazing how fast the time goes by. Mm -hmm. um, we'd love to hear about what um, what's going on with the either the Live Events Coalition that's in your area. If you are part of a chapter and you're doing stuff, um, send it our way, and we'd love to talk about it. We'd love to share it on our social. Um, if you've got any opinions or thoughts about this, if there's other coalitions going on out there that uh, you don't think we know about, let us know. And we'd love to keep talking about this. Um, we're definitely going to follow this and we're going to continue to work it into our chats as much as we can um and that's it for us so i think we just do we just say goodbye do i have to Bye. say the whole <laughs> like download our podcast wherever our podcast is blah 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 that's where our outro is for okay yeah. so we just get to say goodbye say goodbye say bye friends
Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Proof. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.